This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jace. All right, sponsors today. The CCA Star Tournament, Texan Roofing, Mainstream Marketing, the Belleville Meat Market, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather Galveston right now, 77 down on the island. And uh nice day ahead of us again. Well, some sun this morning with increasing clouds this afternoon. A stray shower or thunderstorm is possible. High of 84. Winds will be west-northwest, 5 to 10. And then for tonight, cloudy skies low near 75. Winds north-northwest, 10 to 15. And tomorrow, cloudy. A stray shower or thunderstorm is possible with this little front line upon us. But uh, high of 81. Northeast winds, 10 to 15 miles per hour. And looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We have two of them. We have a high this morning. It's 724 a.m. It's a 1.8, and then a low tonight at 1127 p.m. It's a negative 0.4, so pretty much a standing high tide for most of the afternoon and evening. 624 a.m. sunrise, 807 p.m. sunset, and we're on a new moon, 0% visibility. All right, uh, Currently, right now, at the Galveston North Jetty, it's west-northwest at 9 miles per hour. Eagle Point, it's northwest at 5. Up at uh, Morgan's Point, it's northwest at 11. And San Luis Pass, it's west-northwest at 6. And down uh, the Bolivar Beach front, down to where Rollover used to be, it's uh, kind of a west-northwest at 9 miles per hour. So, uh, favorable wind for the surf guys this morning, Dawn Patrol. All right, well, let's head over to Sabine Lake, and uh, let's check in with Captain Bill Watkins this morning. I think we have him. Bill, good morning. How are you, bud? Yes, sir. I am here. <laughs> What's up? Well, I'll tell you, I bet those surf guys are having a really good time. And high tide is right up on the, you know, early in the morning like that. Yeah. And, uh, boy, man. So, the the phenomena is that uh, I guess that wouldn't be the right word. You have to look at conditions to figure out exactly what you need to do. We've got a little bit of fresh water coming down and it's made some of the fish come down out of the channel towards Sabine Pass and they're feeding on the high tide, which played right into my hands yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the water was a little bit clearer coming out of the Gulf. And, I mean, it's not clear by any means. You can see down about a foot and a half, yeah. kind of a dark water. And, uh, boy, I'm telling you, that tide had peaked out and was just idling. And, I mean, it still had quite a bit of current. But, man... <laughs> I had a guy throwing, would you believe, a chrome rattle trap yesterday morning. In the first two casts, he caught two four-pounders back-to-back on that rattle trap. 
right. blew my mind. <laughs> Every once in a while, those trout get on that, and it just it, you know, I'm just like, what? I can't even believe this is happening. And uh, I mean, big old stout, wide-bodied trout, and uh, got those things in, which was a miracle in itself. Of course, the rattle trap tangled all in the net. And uh, man, then uh, we that played out, and I moved and uh, found a reef, and uh, boy, I mean there was some nice trout on that thing. Uh, we hooked, I think, probably two or three more in the four to four plus category, and uh, numerous three pounders, and then it went to soft plastic on the bottom, right on top of the mud shell, just yeah. before you get to the reef. And they were in four to six foot, and the current running across top of them. It just unbelievably good fishing. And, oh, man, what a, what a morning. And when the tide changed and that little bit dirtier water started coming back out, it was over. After yeah. that, it was scratch fishing. I think we probably picked up another five or six trout after that. I mean, the bite just really fell off. So you, what you get is if you've got saltier water coming out on a falling tide, that would be the best time to fish. If you got saltier water coming in clearer on a rising tide, that's the one to fish. And if you've got both are good, then you usually have good fishing on either one. Right. Uh, I had a guy ask me the other day, he said, what do you like to fish better, a high tide or a falling tide? I said, it just depends on a lot of things. However, uh, I've got places to fish falling tide, places to fish rising tide, and I just go to whichever is you know, whatever the conditions are, that's where I go. Yeah, that's a so, loaded question because it depends <laughs> on the conditions and what you have to deal with, wind and weather-wise. But yeah, you got to factor in a lot of stuff. I mean, you got areas that are better on four tide days, areas better on two tide days, outgoing, mm-hmm. incoming. It just uh, it's that's loaded. <laughs> you got that right. Hey, just ask I mean, a fishing guide, man. We got more excuses than anybody. We know. <laughs> we played it all. We played it all. Yeah. And er- if everything's to... perfect, it's usually not. The, oh yeah, yeah. Then you got other things to factor in, like uh, how high, how bad is the fishing pressure that day? You right. Know, if, if you go out there and it's a Friday or a Saturday and you've got, it's calm weather, and you know everybody's going to go to certain areas. And if that's where the fish are and you can't get in there first, you're going to get, you're going to get pushed aside. <laughs> there's, there's just so many things to have to juggle. And uh, one of my guide buddies told me one time, he said, Bill, we make it look easy, but it's not. And he, that was a profound statement. It's not easy. And uh, excuses don't work. You might as well just get out there and... You're either on them or you're not. That's just the way it works. Take it it in the head. (laughs) That's it. Shot to the head. Get it over with. One of of my buddies yesterday, this guy's probably one of the most knowledgeable fishermen on Sabine Lake ever. And he had three, like three, four-pound trout for the morning. And that's totally unusual but you get behind the eight ball and you can't get out from behind it sometimes you if you make the wrong choice first and the first hole don't pan out by the time you figure that out you're you're just you know you're behind the curve a whole day and uh sometimes you can't get out of there but uh i'll tell you what they've uh Kay Wigglers has got a, a new ball tail, four inch. He's had the five inch for a long time, but that uh, that new four inch is a fish killer. That thing works 
it's a very well designed lure. Just uh, just had some serious success with it here lately. The colors are great. It's got a slim profile, and you can rig it weedless or not weedless. It's got a slit in the bottom. Just a uh, you know plastic is right. I'm having some real good success with that thing. But you know, if you're on fish, you can catch them on a lot of different things. And then you can fine tune it from there. Uh, I probably could have caught these fish on a little John, uh, but um, I never did get it out of the box because, you know, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, in other words. Right. You got something, if it's going and it's working, you know, and we used various colors. We had uh, we had a purple demon with a white tail, and we had a strawberry with a white tail with a lot of sparkles, and we used several different colors. I mean, it's just like, okay, if you just fished it right, you'd catch fish on it. And it was a, it was, that was a wonderful morning. I mean, it was just like the old days. And, uh, but you've got fish in certain areas right now based on whether the water's fresh or muddy or clear or whatever. And uh, the jetty guys got to eat up with, uh, with a bluefish, pound and a half bluefish. They were yeah. swarming out there. Cut your tails off, cut your line, you know. And uh, there was probably a lot more trout out there than than we knew. But uh, I didn't even go to the jetty yesterday. But I uh, had one of my friends went out there, and they caught 20 real nice trout. So all that's happening. And uh, uh, I'm noticing a lot of uh, nine-inch, ten-inch trout that are in the lake under birds. It's real subtle, but once you find them, it's just like big schools of them. So our recruitment is coming on really well. We're getting some bigger trout. You know, it, it's uh, it's happening. And uh, I'm thinking that uh, what I'm seeing is the Texas limit is working real well that side of the lake where those fish are unable to move around much, North Levy Wall, places like that, there, there's a lot of 14-inch trout in that lake right now. And uh, you can usually get a five-fish limit pretty easy over there. There's some places up the ship channel, depending on water color and fresh water versus salt water, yeah. you can really find some good catches. So, yeah, the, the fishing is... Uh, is good over here. I, I saw several catches yesterday. Uh, a, a guy in a kayak brought in a 15 trout Louisiana limit and three reds. <laughs> and he he wasn't going nowhere from the causeway landed. He just paddled down south somewhere. And I mean, that's unusual. Uh, but the water was right where he was at. I, I don't know exactly where he went, but. Uh, couldn't have gone too far paddling. No, nothing. Probably did. I mean, he had he had a probably went to Louisiana Cove right there. Yeah, I think that's kind of where he was on that reef out there. Yeah, I bet that's I where he that's was at. Where, yeah, and uh, it was a long reef that goes up in there. Well, and, these uh, tide runners pouring in have been a welcoming shot in the arm for everybody. It's oh, it's fishing yeah. season now. Yes, it is, and. uh Everybody's I mean, getting them. That. They went from not getting them to getting them. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, and the crowd showed it too. Oh yeah, it's you can stir them with a stick now, where the fish are. It, it's like it's like on if the wind's blowing pretty good out of the south or southeast. That's the days I'd rather fish because nobody will go there. You know, they'll yeah. stay home. It, it's difficult. You know, boat control and all of that stuff factors into all of this. And uh, if you can't, if you can't control your boat and do what you need to do, you're not going to catch as many. So, all of that, uh, it, it's very complicated deal. But nothing that, I mean, the average fisherman can do all of this. I'm not smart, that's for sure. Uh, I'm just. A, <laughs> I'm just an average guy, but all you do is just get out there and observe and pay attention to what you're doing 
And the, the greatest thing that ever was invented is the spot lock trolling motor. You know that's mean? what you I hear. Just, I don't have one yet, but uh, that's what I hear. Hang on, Bill. Let me uh, get back to you. Let me do this break. I'll be right back. Sure. All right. Well, I need to tell, take a moment to tell everybody about the 34th annual CCA Texas Star Tournament. It's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. Sign up today. Take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions. 120 tagged redfish released in Texas inshore waters. And you have other species to fish for inshore like gaff top, drum, and sheephead. Take advantage of all the prizes and gear given for these uh, this great event. Offshore fish for great prizes when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish. Just go to startournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. And the CCA Star Tournament is brought to you by great sponsors like Mercury Marine, Shiner Bach, All Power Polaris, Mountie Boats, Texas Fish and Game Magazine, ABC 13, Cryptek, and Coastline Trailers, just to name a few. So go to startournament.org or call 713-626-4222 and sign up today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 418 here in the Bayou City. All right. Okay, Bill, we're back, my friend. All right. Let's shift gears on this conversation. Let's roll. Um, <laughs> I love shifting gears. Oh, I do, too. I get bored. Grinding of gears, man. Um, what do you think? I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of these new low-profile bay boats and i'm loving them i really but i have no idea which is the best one uh i mean you've got the mayak 25 extreme and you've got the blazer bay 23s and you've got the skeeters and in your opinion and of course that's, that's just our opinion what do you think is the best one out there for fit, finish, and dry ride, and I know that there's another loaded question, right? <laughs> yeah, dry ride. Depends yeah, dry how, ride. How is... hard is the winds blowing? You know, and and yeah. uh, smooth ride, dry ride. I mean, man, you know that twenty-five Haney Magnum. You know, a lot of guys are, are running that boat and really like it. I've I've been in Blaine's a couple of times fishing with him, and I really enjoyed fishing out of that boat. It's got good low sides on it, but it's dry and it rides good. But now yeah. he's running a new uh, Dargle 25. That thing's a beast. 
and hmm. I haven't been in it yet, but I know guys that have, and Blaine swears by it, and he's uh, very impressed with it. Is it a uh, is it a V hull traditional traditional yes. skiff type? Yes. Uh huh. It's V. Okay. It's not a cat or yeah. anything. I wouldn't want to go with a cat. I mean, I know that well, when you turn you know, the off, up those here on the upper like coast, crazy. you know, some of those boats just aren't good for what we do. You know, because we we got a lot of rough water to cross a lot of times. That's true. And, uh, it, um, boy. <laughs> and yeah. you know those saying that there's really no such thing as a perfect boat. You know, what one guy likes, you know, another doesn't. You know, they it's pros and cons all the way through. It's just it's up to the individual and what he's going to be doing with that boat. And that's true. But you know, what I'm what I would be the most interested in on something like that is how how good is it built. Mm-hmm. Is it going to have stress cracks in it after the first six months? Uh, or you, is your dry storage actually dry? That's that's a, All of that are factors that you need to really consider because... Yeah, nothing sucks man, more than wet hatches. Oh, gosh, that's just Fighting horrible. Fighting mildew and your life jacket's getting wet all the time and just, you know... That works you to death. That's the only thing I hate not about even my, my Kenner is the hatches are not dry under the front. Yeah. And, uh, it just builds moisture up there. That that whole bulkhead up there is so big and deep. It's just hard to yeah. keep things dry. You know, the the sweat you get, heating and cooling yeah, off. Even the humidity. Humidity. Yeah, the, yeah all of that. Like I said, in. there's no such thing as a perfect boat. No, there's not. I can find, uh, you know, I can find good features about a boat, and then, you know, definitely bad features about a boat. But I will take yeah. a dry, smooth ride over anything. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing about my old Pathfinder. That thing is, uh, that is a that's dry a war ride. wagon, man. It's a war wagon, and uh, the doggone thing has uh, stood the test of time. It's an '07, and. Uh, I've had uh, two outboards, uh, three sets of electronics, four trailers, <laughs> everything, you know, just four trolling motors, two power poles. <laughs> I'd wear out anything. My but computer, I mean, I'm trying to think, it's 20 years old. And, uh, man, I've had that's impressive. on it. I've had E-Tex on it, and now I've got, I'm running Hondas on it. And, uh Four or five trailers, just, you know. <laughs> I like it so yeah. well because I don't get that hull slap. It's a quiet hull. You can get up on the oh, fish yeah. better when you have to fish out of the boat. And uh, if I want to just uh, cut the key off and turn her sideways and cut a drift, I get a good, true, smooth, slow drift with it. I don't have to throw a sock out or any of that. Yeah, that's perfect. That's, uh, yeah, you know, I haven't. And at my I age, I just, I just can't see jumping off and spending over a hundred grand on a new boat. I mean, I'd love to, but I mean, I would too. I'm not getting any younger. I don't want to have all those bills and all that pressure. I like, I like stuff that's paid for. Yeah, and after six months, any boat I have would have scuffs all over it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're gonna trash it out anyway. Might as well keep running trash as long as it works. Yeah, every time I think about doing I I literally did try to buy a new boat uh, here about a month ago or so, two months ago, and I just couldn't figure out how to do it. I, I Literally, I could totally rebuild mine, jerk all the stuff out of it, and redo everything for less than, you know. Oh, yeah. it's it, I'd rather have a low-profile boat because at my age, it's easier for me to reach over and touch the water. <laughs> and when you get in those low-profile boats and you want a boat flip a trout, you can just slide him over the side, you know. Your freeboard is just so low, it, it just makes it warm. Yeah, that's what I like about my Kenner. It's not the sides aren't that high on it, you know, tapering from the front to the back, and you can flip fish over pretty easy. Yeah. Plus, I can still and bend over uh, and reach and hit the water. I can, but uh, 
<laughs> back creeks every once in a while. Yeah, it's uh, anything to keep me off the floor, off my knees and everything. But it, it's difficult to get a new motor, too. I mean, I would love to have a, a, a new uh, 250 show. I, I really like those motors. And the one I've got has been wonderful. But doggone it, you can't get one. You got to buy a new boat to get it. Yeah. It's very difficult. And uh, I just decided, hey, I'll run you know, it. One of my it good up. fishing buddies and friends, uh, he, he waited 13 or 14 months to get his new Mercury. Yeah. Or his Mayak. That's crazy, huh? Yeah, it is. It's not any easier. I can't blame it on COVID anymore. No, it's not about that. I don't think uh, it ever was to start with. No, sir. I don't either. You know, just like the vehicle shortages and all that because of, you know, computer chips. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the heck's going on, but something is not quite right. And, uh, I, you know, there's a lot of good outboards out there. I'm hearing good things about the Mercury's. I'm hearing good things about uh, the Suzuki's. I've got two friends that have 250 Suzuki's, and they've just put the Z and I's on them. You know, pretty much trouble-free. And, uh, you know, it, there's a lot of good motors out there. I just don't know. You know, I, I probably would buy whichever one I could get my hands on the fastest. From what I'm seeing, and everybody's running, and if I had to, you know, buy a new outboard, there'd be two of them I'd even, I'd really consider first off. And, you know, that'd be, you know, Honda and Mercury in the four-stroke line. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm hearing good things about both of them. We don't have many Hondas over here. Uh, but... <laughs> You know, some of the crabbers have them, and they're, they're so quiet you can't even hear them running. <laughs> well, what people don't realize, Honda's been building four-stroke engines, outboard engines, for over 50 years. You know, they were the yeah. first to innovate that four-stroke. And, well, I, I can't think of anything that Honda's made that I've owned that didn't, that wasn't good back from when That's those right. kids running Honda motorcycles all the way up through generators and engines cars all that and it uh you know it's it's all yeah. preference but uh, yeah I'm, I'm real impressed with uh mercury's four strokes from what i'm seeing out of them so far well i i have to say that they're the ugliest thing i've ever seen but doggone i run one and it runs good that i, I actually got in a boat with a guy and yeah that cowling shape one. is a little bit different <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kinda, uh, but kind of uh, reminds me of the way you know when Evan Rude with the ETAC deal when they went to that transformer-looking cowling on them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, the Mercury's has always been strong in the in the in the industry, uh, but I was impressed with that one, man. I thought, hey, this thing, this is a motor here, and uh, it was responsive and fast and you know everything you want it to be uh yes. how, how long they'll run i have no idea but i mean you know i, I had 1800 hours on my last honda i mean my last uh, yamaha uh, yeah yamaha and that thing it was running great we sold it to a crabber and that guy run it up to four thousand hours and it, it would have still been running except he sunk his boat and that ruined the engine but uh, I'm just like, golly, how many hours can you put on one of these things? It's not not like your old two-stroke outboard anymore. Mm-mm. They'll go no, and go and You know, go. I hear, you know, from people I'm affiliated with, these uh, a lot of these Honda boards <laughs> on these uh, commercial and, and government boats and everything, they're, they're still getting serviced at fourteen and 15,000 hours. That's impressive. That, that's real <laughs> impressive. Uh, shoot, man. Well, <clears throat> that's uh, that's where I'm going to have to stay right now. now. It just, you know, 
A lot of these boats come pre-rigged with certain engines on them, and I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. And uh, it, I don't either. The boat's probably uh, the most important factor. You know, the yes. way it's laid out for you, the way you like to fish, and, and what kind of water you like to run. And uh, it's it's up to the individual. Yes, all it, all it, it takes is, is money. <laughs> Yeah, you can have anything you want if you got enough money. Yeah, that's right, and you can find a way to get it too. <laughs> Just take all it take takes money. is money. That's right, buddy. All right, Bill. Well, I gotta, I gotta take another. Speaking of money, I gotta take another commercial break. If somebody wants to call you about uh, coming over and fishing with you, come get them while they're hot. Don't miss the boat. How do they get a hold of you? Four zero nine six seven three nine two one one. Or fishthebeanlake.com. Uh, yes, sir. You can get all uh, the other numbers on there, too, and I've got it back operational. So you uh, right, you have a great weekend, man. I'm going to do it. You do the same, Bill. Good talking to you, buddy. Thank you. See you, man. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. And I need to take a moment to tell everyone about Texan Roofing. Texan Roofing are the people I trust. Texan Roofing covers Houston and surrounding areas. And Texan Roofing has free estimates on any roof leak repair or replacement. Texan Roofing also has the Better Business Bureau A-plus rating with no complaints ever, and they're certified to give the best leak-free warranties in the business. In Texan Roofing, they found the majority of jobs they do. They offer the lower price and beat the competition's quality and warranty. Along with their honest roof inspections, A-plus management, these are reasons to call Texan Roofing, and when you do call them, tell them you heard about it right here on the Outdoor Show, and Tim and all of his crew, they'll work directly with you and make sure you're satisfied with the job. Call Texan Roofing at 281-391-9600, 281-391-9600, or go to texanroofing.com. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. It's 434 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run up to Lake Conroe now. Let's talk to our good friend, the fish dude, old Richard Tosh. Good morning, rascal. What are you up to? Oh, man, just hanging out at the bait shop. 
There you go. Coffee, there you go. Watching a little liquidhead just morning. Big waves. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing Brave wrong with surfers. That at all. <laughs> I love Harvard. watching surfing on TV. Yeah, I tell you what, that's about the only way you can really get a good view of it. <laughs> Ain't no. Yeah, because I'm that. not gonna be out there in those giant things. I can tell you that. No. No, I tell you what, though, some of those guys, they, they, they got to be crazier than I am. There ain't no doubt. Leave that to the adrenaline junkies. That, that's it. I mean, I, I'm an adrenaline junkie, but not that not that bad. <laughs> I couldn't stand up on one of them boards if I had to. Ain't no well, doubt about that. I could. I just that. don't think I could get out there. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. There ain't no doubt. I, Paddling I'm out. Yeah, paddling out. Be, they could drag me out with one of those jet skis, but then I wouldn't want to catch one of the waves they're riding this morning. Oh, my. There goodness. you go. There ain't no doubt about that. Back but what, these, these uh, like Conroe over here, this thing is finally dropping. They're, they're dropping the bottom out of it right now. But I slowed down on the release, but dang it, it dropped like a foot over over two days. So, yeah. They, and it sure messed them crappie up. Yesterday, you could tell, too, we was trying to crappie fish. And you'd, you'd throw your line out, say, uh, 20 feet in front of the boat. Next thing you know, it's right there beside you. Right. It's like, what the heck? You got current in here when there ain't, ain't never no current in Those here. Those crappie, they don't like that current, whether it's a rising current what, or a falling current. It's just weird this year. I mean, because like, since Easter, this lake has not gone down to normal pool at all. I mean, no, it's, it's been not, back and forth. Yeah, and it just won't settle down. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, dang crappie will bite into June, you know, with it happening this way. Because here for long, they're going to start doing the, you know, the the release for hurricane season. You know, making sure that they got plenty of room for extra water if they need it. Right. But dang, got plenty of water in here already. So. Well, you know, all those crappie uh, I cleaned that we caught with Randy, over half of them still had eggs in them. I know, I know. That's what you were saying the other day. And I, I'm running into a few of them over here on Conroe that's that way, but not very many. Now, well, those crappie, you know, do they go to the bank? I thought they went to the bank to spawn. They went into the, shallow cover. The majority of them do. Yeah, the majority of them do. I mean, they go up shallow and spawn. And, and then, like, you know, like with most, uh, what I've determined on Conroe over the years is either they're going to spawn multiple times a year or – they're, uh, you know, the big the big push is always like December, January, February. That's on Conroe. Those are the three months whenever they're really up and and spawning on the in the shallows like like you'd normally think. But uh, what I've noticed over the years is is even you know I wait on that big push to get through before I even start, and that's when I, when I start in April. And you'll notice that you'll have a, a lot of them that have eggs in them. But then you'll cut into that one, and and you'll see those eggs drying up. They just they just start drying up. I mean, it's just a weird thing, and that's the way they'll end up doing. Because I'll have eggs in them till even in June you'll have some that'll be that way. But you'll also find more and more of them where the eggs the egg sacs just starting to diminish. I mean, it's just small, but there are still eggs in it. They just like they just go away. They just I mean, absorb them. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, it's just weird how how it does, but. You know, and, but I always know, you know, the biggest push is always December, January, February over here. And then March, you know, March, if the weather's right, you'll have some up there. That's why I always just cut them some slack. I just don't, I don't want to, I don't want to fool with them up there in the shallow stuff. Number one, there's, number one, you, you're taking all those, those babies out of the lake. So each one of them that's laying eggs is probably dumping at least 20,000 eggs. That's 20,000 fish that will never never see the light of day you know they'll, they'll just be dead so and that's every one of them that you pull out that's a female in that time of year because when they're up there in that shallow water they are spawning you you know that's that's why i don't like messing with them and the other side of that is you get a cold front you get a water fluctuation any little thing makes them stop biting and that's that's more frustrating than anything when you go out because we used to fish farm in the 80s and 90s a lot you know on the on the beds like that, but you, you take in uh, like a little small cold front, you wouldn't even be able to tell the difference, maybe three degrees difference in the air temperature. And, uh, you go out there the day before you catch a hundred of them. You go out there the next day after that little front comes through, Hey, you catch two. It's like, what, you know, what happened? You know, cause they're yeah. still there. They just won't eat. 
You know, right. and that's it's just a strange thing how they do. But and then like you know, Conroe just doesn't. You don't have a, a current in Conroe. Livingston, you got a current. Those fish, they they'll still bite over there in a the current. But over here, they just they're not used to it. That's something that's yeah. abnormal to Livingston. Them. They're more accustomed to it. Right, and that's the thing. Any lake that's that way where you got the water fluctuates where it moves, you know, like even at Rayburn, you know, because Rayburn, you know, they, they generate power. You know, and that, that, that hurt us. I mean, I was really surprised we caught as many as we did with that lake on the rise like it is and that high yeah. pressure. And the first day there was no wind at all. And, it boy, it's hard to keep that boat right without any wind to point the bow into and stay over those, you know, brush piles. I, I agree. It is horrible when there's you want no a little wind. bit of wind, you know. Yeah, you know the thing is, and it always seems like the fish bite better with some wind anyway. You know, yeah. When it's I'm slick, with you. when it's it, when it's slick, it's they just don't want to bite as well, and I don't know what the deal is with it because you can have just a slight ripple on the water. I mean, a three mile an hour wind is just something that just creates a little bit of ripple. They'll start biting like crazy. Yeah. But when you when you saying that you know that water coming up like that over there. When the water first came up over here, right there around Easter, I, I was I was fishing for some crappie, and I went to some shallow piles that I had, like 10 foot deep, and they were biting like crazy over there on, on those shallow yeah. piles with the water coming up. But I get on the deep stuff, and they wouldn't bite. And then when the water right. starts falling back, they just lock up. I don't, I don't know what the deal is with them on that. but that's, The hybrids are still going crazy, though. I mean, them, them knuckleheads. They're they're just biting like all oh, get out. I mean we're catching and I catch a mixed bag too. So you know we catch some of them that are twelve inches long, some of them are sixteen inches long, and you know like yesterday our biggest one was seven and a half, seven pounds, seven and a half pounds. So I mean we had some there's some good ones still in there. I had a, mm-hmm. had a couple of them around five and six. So I mean there's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know like yesterday we short we cut it short for the limit. Yeah, you know, but we we wanted to go look at them cropping and see what they were doing too. So that's what happened with that yesterday. So otherwise, we could have limited out on the dang thing. I just I said, hey, let's go let's go spend some time on these because the hybrids start thinning out on me about eight o'clock. I got this one little spot. You know, I never ever go to one spot and sit there, but this year this one little bitty area has just been loaded with them. So I just go in there and sit, and about eight or eight thirty, they're starting to shut down. So as they shut down, I say, let's go and do something else, whether we're limited out or not, you know, because it's, uh, right. it's, it's just one of those things where we're catching so dang many of them. And what's weird is catching a lot of goo, catching a lot of catfish mixed in with them too, you know, and that's, that's I mean, it's weird because we're fishing, I'm fishing in like 38 feet of water, and the, the baits I'm dropping down are 20 feet, and 18 to 20 feet deep, mm-hmm. you know, so. Catching those catfish suspended up there in that 18, 20 foot water, you know, they're 20 foot off the bottom. So, you know, that's, that's uh, you know, people think catfish are bottom feeders. Uh, not, uh, no. Not necessarily. They're not. They feed all over the water column. And I mean, you know, the, the uh, a lot of the jug liners, they even tell you, they get it, they'll throw a jug out there, they got a 10 foot line on it and let it float around there in the middle of a creek and you'll catch a 30 pound blue cat. Yeah. I mean, them, them, them bigger fish cruising that upper upper part of the water column, and it, now granted, there's a lot of them down there on the bottom, but but there's it's weird how they'll they'll get up in that upper part of the water column and just cruise around looking for something to eat, and it's you know they're big ones too. I mean, there's very rarely do I see anybody jug line fishing that doesn't come up with at least one over twenty, you know, because yeah. they're always going to catch them. And it's just it's a strange thing, but and I used to do it all the time. I think. You know, when I was years ago, I'd take it. I'd say, hey, at certain times of the year, like during the right after the bulkhead, like this time of year, I'd bring me about 20 jugs, and I'd say, we're going to chunk these rascals out right, right quick. We're going to go hybrid fishing, then we'll come back and check them, and then we'll go do something else. And we'd come back, you know, may have one 15, 20 pounds on there, may have a bunch of four or five pounders on there, and then, you know, have a bunch of hybrids too. So, it, you know, it's just kind of different to do something like that. It just got to where it's dang much work chasing them jugs. What do you bait Killing those you. jugs with, Richard? A lot of times I'd bait, I would bait them with cut shad or even like buffalo. Or yeah. even yellow bass. Them good little yellow bass, you can cut them suckers up and, 
and they'll stay on the hook real good, junk, just chunk them up real good. And it's, uh, you know, them, them bigger fish will eat them, them things like that. You, you could take and cut brim up and put them on there. But at the, I never hardly caught brim, so I just end up with them catching like yellow bass and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember now, my father-in-law then, used live brim to catch them big old Yes. Yeah, see, we used to do that on the Trinity River, though, years ago. We'd mm-hmm. take and catch some brim or even get some goldfish and get you a big old, like, get you a, a 6 pin reel, right, and load it up with some 100, 200-pound test and a big weight, and you hook you hook you one of them brim up and drop him in them log jams on yeah. the river. And that, because them big ones that hide under them log jams, there'd be times you'd catch two or three of them, you know, 40, 50 pounds under them right. log jams on, over on the river. But you had to have that big line and big rod because you're jerking them out of a log jam. I mean, you're dropping in a uh, – you may drop in a hole that ain't big enough to pull the fish out of. <laughs> I, mean, I used to do that on bass a lot. People say, how are you going to get him out? I gotta, and I tell them, I'll worry about that when I get him on. Yeah, I mean, get him on the first, and then I'll work him that's out of it. there. That's right. We'll get him out when we get him on. You don't worry I'm about that. for the bite. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, and I guarantee you, well, them log jams on that Trinity River, it, it, people that know that river over there and know them log jams, they know what I'm talking about. There's some of them that load up with bass. I mean, you can sit there all day and catch a bass every single cast at times. And then you drop in some of them rascals, and, and you pull out them giant catfish. I mean, they're just in there because they're just they're going to hang in them logs. You get all kinds of bait and brim and, uh, you know, brim, buffalo, they – the, everything, and then them, them dang alligator gar over there gets eaten on them buffalo, because that's uh, there's a couple of spots over on on the river where I can. We used to go in there bow fishing and stuff all the time. You'd get them buffalo about you know, about oh about two pounds. I mean they're not big giant ones, and them gar be all around there because them alligator gar love them buffalo. They just and that, that's just years ago, like say bow fishing for them. I don't think hardly anybody bow fishes for them now that they've got the limits on the, the limit of on the alligator. <laughs> right. So, but, I mean, you go out there, and I used to make my fingers bleed shooting so much. But, you know, most of the time we're getting mostly the spotted gar, the fish gar, or even, you know, carp and buffalo shooting them. But every once in a while you'd run into that one, look like a tree laying in the water. And you always had that extra air as you'd stick it in him, have you a gallon jug on it and stick it in him and let him run with it and then chase your jug down and pull him up and stick another air in him and just keep fighting him that way. And you got to, you get them about a hundred pounds like that. They, they, it's a fight. It is a fight. You know, them six foot long fish. I mean, good night. Them rascals, they, and big old toothy critters too. Rough fish. So, <laughs> yes, sir. But I, All right, man. I got a roll, Richard. Somebody wants to call you about coming up and fishing Conroe with you, how they get a hold of you, man. Make anyone get in touch with me, 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudegx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudegx.com. All right, Richard. Catch them up, man. I'll talk to you next week. Y'all have fun. Hey, you too, buddy. See you, man. All right, brother. All right. Bye. That's the fish dude up on Lake Conroe. Now let's run down Matagorda Way. Let's check in with Charlie P. this morning. Charlie, what's happening? Morning. How are you? I'm good, man. You doing all right? Kicking like Still a Still hanging in. Yeah, Still kicking. Are. Good to hear your voice. Still kicking. And just sitting here listening to y'all talk about boats, motors. And yeah. Different things. So. You're running a Haney. You like it. That's a good boat. I enjoyed fishing out of it with you. Good fishing boat. Rides good. Blaine's too. Cliff Webb. Tommy. I've had, uh, I think I've I've had five of them. uh, Yeah. That that 25 Haney Magnum is the best riding boat that I've ever had. I've had a lot of boats. Yeah, you have. (laughs) We've been through some some rigs, man. Oh, man. Yep, good boat, but uh, no, nothing new over here. Uh, I haven't fished most of the week. I got to fish. I'm not fishing today, and then I got about four or five days in a row. But right, I know the surf was right Wednesday over here. Wednesday or Thursday? Did they get them? And then they got them that day, and 
it yeah. hadn't been good since. You know, there's been West in that win. I guess it's had it messed up. And, uh, you know, some of them throwing croakers in that dirty water are still catching them. But, uh, yeah. Seems like a lot of people have been going offshore over here. A lot of big boats been in the harbor. Right. So, other than that, it's the same old thing. You got two or three days a week. You better be out there when they're eating or, or you struggle. Did uh, did we get a front through? Is it, what's well, wind it's some kind of little old front here, you know, that's uh, kind of down on us, and it's supposed to push on through today. There, I saw a little bit on radar earlier, not a lot on that front line, and then uh, tomorrow we're going to have northeast winds, yeah. which you always pull behind the front, normal, typical. I think you're supposed to be light, though. Yeah, there's not going to be a – you know, that 15 to 25 northeast when that high pressure slides. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the way we've had this crazy weather this year, man, this has been a, a beautiful weather week. Well, welcome. Yeah, it has been pretty. I must admit. I, what about y'all surf over there in Galveston? You had any good reports from over there? Well, I had a texter yesterday morning text me while I was on the show, and he did good uh, – one day, uh day before yesterday, and then uh, he went back yesterday morning, and he said he got skunked on the beachfront. He said there was too many sharks, and uh, he got out of the water. It was just terrible. Huh. Got skunked. Well, you know, that's kind of typical for, for May. I mean, things really start settling out, and, in July and, you know, August is probably your best month for the surf, but uh, it's still a little early. You're only going to get one or two days in, and that's it. You know, when, when you get a right streak, right, the right tide schedule, that's the whole kick to it. you got to have the right yeah. tide schedule. Put that green water on the beach. But other than that, everybody's bouncing back and forth from east to west. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of people fishing all week. I think yesterday was the busiest day. The harbor was back. I don't know whether there's a tournament this weekend or not here. But a lot of people down right now. Well, it's fishing season. Yeah, <laughs> but it's finally. They are out and about. They are going to come out of the woodwork now. They're already done it over here. It uh, went from hardly seeing anybody to, man, stirring with a stick. Yeah. Well, they get out there and they don't catch them. <laughs> they'll settle down and they'll uh, sit back and wait for something. Yeah. You know? True. Uh, I don't know. Just look at dead book, fish book, wait for the nice table captain shots. <laughs> nice yep. table captain. <laughs> yep. Well, that they'll see, I'm sure. I haven't heard of any giant trout caught lately. I know earlier, uh, earlier in the week, somebody caught a 30 incher that I heard of. You know, right? Used to be common around here, and it's not anymore. Dirty thirty. Yeah, <laughs> getting a dirty thirty club. Yeah, buddy. All these uh, names now, and acronyms, and all this stuff. Trout Whisperer, Goat, <laughs> yeah. Dirty Thirty, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Legend, boy, they throw that word around like crazy. Uh huh. They sure do. You <laughs> fishing this week? I crappie fished. This next week, I'm trout fishing. I'm I'm enjoying life. In the golden years, going for yep. multi-species this year, all different kind of fishing. There you go. I haven't done any catfishing yet, but <laughs> I have to think twice on that one. We can go to catfishing off of, of uh, what's his name's pier down from you. Your bay ought to be full of catfishing. <laughs> Isn't it pretty fresh? They're coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well. Oh, 
here's a question know. for Charlie P. He said, ask Charlie how the debris is. Well, they cleaned out the harbor. Did they? Yeah. They got in there. It took them a couple of days getting all that stuff out of there. But I'd never seen it pile up in there like, like that. I still don't know what did it. It had to be that lock, leaving those locks open. Yeah, that current pushing through the intercoastal across that river and then pushing the floating debris that away. Probably it. Yeah. Hell, I was worried about running all the way down west last Tuesday, and uh, the worst place was getting out of the harbor. That was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Been a different year, that's for sure. I guess we'll be fighting sharks all year long down here. It's starting early. They're they're yeah. here. They're you just got to be careful and take. You got to be careful. Take take uh, precautions. Wade fishing and and uh, I tell you, when when they're bad like that, it's very it's much safer to use a dip net than grabbing that fish. I can tell you that. Yep. Or as much as I hate to pull it, shake him off when you get him up to you. Just take yeah. him, take a look at him and shake him off. Yep. Yeah, that's always been a, you know, you think about it, but when you're in the fish and catching them, you don't think about it because you're too busy catching them. But, you know, reaching down to grab a fish, and we're grabbing him right right behind the head, right where that shark grabs that fish to cut him off behind the head. That'd be Your hand would be right in the bite. That would oh, not yeah. be pretty. Yeah. You know, as many as we grab like that, Mickey, you'd think that uh, you would have heard more. I mean, it, I've never heard of it happening, you know, shark grabbing somebody's no, hand like because usually when you get them up to you, you know, you're fighting them around you and turning a circle and all that and getting that fish gliding coming to you so you can grab him right. And uh, if that shark was going to hit him, he'd have got him before you even got your hand in the water. Yeah. I know one thing. If that shark wants that fish, he's going to get it. Yeah, that's a fact. He's going to get it. Well, he's we're, on seeing, we're getting or... more encounters now because we don't have the shrimp boats anymore to uh, keep the sharks on the on the coal. Because you remember yeah. when the bays were full of shrimp boats, they had a lot of sharks around them because that's where the food was. Right. And now these sharks are having to hunt food and not getting free meals off shrimp boats, and uh, they're going to stay with these fish. Yeah, and there's just no shrimp boats out there. Nothing like it used to be. Nothing. It's not not worth the effort. Price of fuel and everything, and then what they get for their their catch. Yeah. Big old tractor stuck in the mud and nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. All right, Charlie P., I got to run, man. If somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you, how do they get a hold of you? Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, my friend. Charlie, have a good weekend, and I'll uh, talk to you next week. Take care, Mickey. All right, buddy. See you. All right, it's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.